0: hello and welcome to earth riot radio i'm reverend billy here at the earth church in new york the source of our resistance to neoliberal capitalism is its main profit center which is life itself are we possessed yet invite life to take us like the way that the demon possesses a devout christian Like the way that weeds in the ditches and pollinators and coyotes edge forward into the straight rows of steroid addicted corn plants. Are we possessed yet? Are we possessed yet? Are we possessed? Like the way that indigenous land surrounds a pipeline with ancestors and spirit animals. Like the way that wildness lives in the personality of suburbanites and city dwellers who escaped consumerism. Are we possessed yet? Yes, I think so. The source of our resistance to the fossil fuel billionaires is the very thing that they attack, which is life itself. Life possesses us, people. We're possessed by a strong, uncontrollable force called life on earth possessed now by the demon called life on Earth. We don't resist with advertising campaigns or litigation or drone bombs or social media flaming. No, we have life. Life, the circular magic of permaculture, the miraculous evolution of the sixth extinction. Yes, the force of life. Wanting to live. <laughs> Nothing like it. Life possesses us. <laughs>
1: Earthalouia.
0: <laughs> it makes me wanna laugh. It's so powerful. Life, I feel it in me. Do you? Feel it. Doesn't make you want to laugh. <laughs>
1: I got my body Got my life, my life, my life This body I got my body I got my body I got my body Thrill to it, feel to it Real to it, earth to it On the earth to it Worth to it, here and there to it Space to it, place to it Do it, do it, do it, do it it, it, it. Real to it, feel to to it, it, real to it, earth Earth to it, mama, earth to it, work to it, here and there to it, space to it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, it. risk to it, kiss to it, been making, mistaken to a stop, take it to, it, take it, take it, all the spanking to it. it, it. it, do it, do it. Voice to it, screw to it, pump big fist to it, humankind kind to it, make me blind to it. It, it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I in my body, do it, do it. I got my body.
2: I, got my body. I I um, really love the way Mickey Kashtan says this, who's um, uh, an Israeli uh, Jew living in America, who's a, a really great supporter of Extinction Rebellion, a re- great thinker on non-violence, when she names patriarchy as coming from scarcity, thinking from separation and from powerlessness. And I think that just gives a really strong guidance as to when we're in those... Modes, you know, one of the things that we say in Extinction Rebellion is no blame and shaming. And that needs to leave room for people to express what they need to say about what it is to live in a system that's, you know, full of things like white supremacy. And uh the way Mickey talks about how to address patriarchy is through vulnerability. So when is that moment where you're able to, you know, really listen properly to what somebody needs to say and maybe you listen to your own self, you know, where is the tenderness that you feel and the mourning for what we've lost as well? They are the sort of emotional processes and perspectives that really give us some guide guidance posts. And sometimes it can get on the progressive left, it feels like a battleground, you know, uh, it's this person's fault. It's that thing, finger pointing, shaming, blaming, and and, mm. and somebody said to me recently that the progressive left, when they set up a firing squad, stands in a circle, not a straight line. <laughs> um, there's there's something here about how we how we are together that's not a battle, but is a dance. Because we're all, in my opinion, deeply traumatised by this system. You know, nobody's unscathed in it. Some people have degrees of privilege uh, and comfort offered to them that leaves us in some kind of deep hunger and longing. And um, the comforts of the system, are f- the scales are falling from our eyes. About we kn- we know this transformation has to come, and it's whether we can do it quickly enough. And um, I think that is for me the vision that lifts up with for me with Extinction Rebellion is the idea that we're now ready to stop harming each other and start doing the repair work, and that it's the, our togetherness. And, and the moving in the direction of more democracy that will lift us to cope with what's to come. Mm. And the alternative is fascism, actually. And so it, it's, it's kind of like on the one hand there's no choice, but on the other hand, although it's painful, it's beautiful.
0: to open up a discussion with the earth, but the earth will not talk, the earth will only speak in the language that it was speaking when we turned away from it. That conversation, at the beginning of the industrial revolution, the earth never stopped, but we rejected her. That was our revolution, that's as far as we got. We spoke to and listened to the earth up to that point with indigenous sounds, and forests, and oceans in our meaning. But now we can't remember what we were saying then. And we cannot recall what we were told by the Earth. And the Earth is still speaking in that same voice. It echoes distantly in our body.
1: But we don't remember the words. I am walking through the dark light. Where no names are given, I'm filled with the fabulous unknown. I feel the sun's fire deep in my body, the star that keeps me warm.
3: I'm filled
1: with the fabulous unknown, and I see the world
3: Welcome to News from the Natural World, I'm Savitri D. New York City Council passed a bill this week requiring New Yorkers to separate their food waste from regular trash, with mandatory composting coming to all five boroughs by next year. The council also moved to require the city to establish e-waste recycling and organics collection centers in each borough, and to codify its goal to eliminate all recyclables and organic matter from its waste stream by 2030. Roughly half of New York City's residential waste is organic matter, and it represents the largest portion of New York City's residential solid waste that could be diverted from landfills. Scientists have long predicted that warmer air will trigger alterations to air currents in the jet stream, which will increase turbulence on flights. Now Mark Prosser at the University of Reading UK and his colleagues have collected evidence that plane rides have indeed become bumpier, with analysis suggesting turbulence has increased significantly around the world over the past four decades. The study looked at climate data from 1979 to 2020 to assess how atmospheric conditions have influenced the occurrence of clear air turbulence. This describes a patch of turbulent air invisible to the naked eye, which is caused by colliding bodies of air moving at different speeds. In the North Atlantic, the total annual duration of severe turbulence has jumped 55% from 1979 to 2020, moderate turbulence increased by 37% over the same period. It is now too late to save summer Arctic sea ice. Scientists say preparations need to be made for the increased extreme weather across the northern hemisphere that is likely to occur as a result. Analysis shows that even if greenhouse gas emissions are sharply reduced, the Arctic will be ice-free in September in coming decades. The study also shows that if emissions decline slowly or continue to rise, the first ice-free summer could be in the 2030s, a decade earlier than previous projections. Research shows that 90% of the melting is the result of human-caused global heating, with natural factors accounting for the rest. In Uruguay, a mounting crisis is unfolding as day zero when the public water supply is depleted draws closer. Without significant rainfall, the city of Montevideo will run out of water by June 22nd. The capital city of 1.4 million residents has plunged into uncertainty, triggering demonstrations. Montevideo's water emergency joins a growing list of major metropolitan areas affected by extreme weather events that lead to dire water shortages. The El Niño-Southern Oscillation in the Pacific, in combination with the effects of climate change, have led to a global surge in such Day Zero events. Public demonstrations over water shortages have occurred in cities in South Africa, Mexico, Brazil, Iran, and India. Caltech engineers claim to have successfully transmitted energy from solar panels in space back down to Earth in a possible breakthrough for the future of energy generation. Powered by an experimental solar probe, the energy was wirelessly transmitted in space before being beamed back down to a receiver on Earth, proving that an orbital solar farm could be possible. An explosion at a hydroelectric plant in southern Ukraine placed thousands of people at risk of massive flooding. Dozens of communities in southern Ukraine, some of which are Russian-occupied, remain at risk of severe flooding following a blast at Kakovka Hydroelectric Power Plant. The strike hit a crucial dam, one of the main suppliers of fresh water for the Crimea region. Also, as a result of the blast, about 450 tons of oil has spilled into the adjacent Dnieper River, catalyzing what officials are classifying as an ecological crisis. In the lowest elevation areas around the Dnieper River and the struck Dam, reports indicate that water has overflowed the shoreline by nearly a third of a mile. In other settlements, water levels have risen by about 16 feet. In the Kherson region, close to 16,000 people across 80 settlements are in danger of critical flooding. More than 12,000 households are without power. The Kakovka Dam is one of the biggest dams in the world, with an enormous reservoir water capacity of approximately 18 billion cubic meters. For comparison, it is 90 times bigger than the largest dam reservoir in the UK. The Kakovka Reservoir serves as a water source for the largest irrigation system in Ukraine and in Europe. Opportunistic wolves in northern Minnesota have been observed fishing during the fish spawning season, a long-term study has revealed. Previously thought to be a behavior seen in just a couple of individuals, remote cameras and GPS collars have shown multiple individuals across different packs actively fishing in rivers and creeks. Wolves fish at a time of year after good adult deer hunting in the winter and before deer fawns are born in the spring. At the same time, wolf pups are being born. Fish may therefore be an important food source in the spring for growing wolf packs when there's more mouths to feed but less primary prey to hunt. Experts using seismology centers in Antarctica have identified a mysterious set of mountains within a layer inside the earth, and the peaks there are astonishingly huge. At around four to five times the size of Mount Everest, these so-called mountains exist in a boundary between the core and mantle of the Earth. This boundary appears to interact with features we see on the Earth's surface to a surprising degree. Through a combination of gravitational bending of light and the extraordinary power of the James Webb telescope, scientists have detected polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons in a galaxy 12 billion light-years from Earth. We are seeing the galaxy SPT-0418-47 as it was when the universe was a tenth of its current age, and the observations show it was already enriched in heavy elements and fairly complex molecules. Octopuses don't thermoregulate, so their powerful brains are exposed to and potentially threatened by changes in temperature. Researchers report that two-spot octopuses adapt to seasonal temperature shifts by producing different neural proteins under warm versus cool conditions. The octopuses achieve this by editing their own RNA, the messenger molecule between DNA and proteins. This rewiring likely protects their brains, and the researchers suspect that this unusual strategy is used widely amongst octopuses and squid. and now the sounds of extinction. Against all odds, the handful of remaining endangered vaquita porpoises are holding on in their only habitat in the Gulf of California in Mexico, according to a new research expedition report released this week. Experts on the expedition estimate they saw between 10 to 13 vaquita during nearly two weeks of sailing in the Gulf last month that is a similar number to those seen in the last such expedition in 2021. They are the most critically endangered cetaceans on Earth. This little porpoise wasn't known to humans until 1958. They are shy and elusive, and very little is known about them. The vaquita has a large dark ring around its eyes and dark patches on its lips. They are most often found close to shore in the Gulf's shallow waters. And hear the pinging sound of the vaquita porpoise.
0: now, time to offer you my final sermonizing remarks for the day. First of all, let me thank Gail Bradbrook for talking to us so eloquently about the soulfulness of our climate change activism. Gail is a real teacher, co-founder of Extinction Rebellion in London. Thank you, Gail. The fiery eagles of justice brought us that short piece, Open Discussion in which we talk about how we have forgotten to talk to the earth in the language of the earth, that language that was wiped out by the industrial revolution and everything that followed. The fiery eagles of justice are Brendan Burke and Jason Candler, Brendan on drums, Jason Candler on the saxophone. Jason is the editor of this thing you're listening to, (laughs) this earth riot radio. Jason is, aren't you, Jason? You're waiting for me to get over this last sermon and send it in the mail to you. Savitri D., thank you for the news from the natural world. Thank you for the sounds of extinction. Savitri is the director of our performances, whether they're on the stage in the Earth Church, Sunday afternoons at 3 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. If you want to tune in, we have a live stream usually most Sundays. Come to revbilly.com our website. revbilly.com and the live link is there and you can be with us at the Earth Church. Well, finally I want to stop I want to stop my shopping. I want to thank the Stop Shopping Choir, Thrill to It and the Fabulous Unknown are two great songs from this 35 voice community and uh, these voices are human beings and these human beings are activists who risk arrest with us and I'm just so grateful to be a part of 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 the Church of Stop Shopping. If you're really gonna uh, brave, entrenched power, step across that property line singing radical music, don't do it alone. Find friends, find a community in this dangerous time we really can't go alone. We got to we got to be pockets of hot little free communities that we invent and sustain. That's a kind of possession. I was talking earlier in my opening remarks about being possessed because, oh, it's going to take something to defend the earth now. There is encouraging indications coming to us from our enemy they're they're a little bit like the Russians they're they're weak but they're they're they've got a lot of power but they're weak I'm talking about the the simulation of life artificial intelligence virtual reality I'm talking about the products the endless products that that are showering upon us saturation advertising Um, that's our enemy that's our Russia. And, and it is a kind of shallow showbiz. It, uh, you know, the, the, after all, they're just imitating us. I just said AI and, and virtual reality, that's us. The corporate people of neoliberal, neo, the neoliberal capitalist world, they are, <laughs> this is a con job, right? They are handing back to us, us. They're saying buy an image of yourself back. So the twin towers of this simulation, on the showbiz side, are movies and video games. And they are us, they are simulations of you and I. And we can just simply say no, it's pretty easy to say no once you, once you learn not to be addicted, because that little screen is very addictive, got the dopamines fired up, it's the same The same uh, circuitry in your brain is is on fire as takes place with cocaine. Yeah, they've got us. But we have life in us as as our main defense against that invasion of our life. We have life. Life wants to live. Life wants to be itself. And the simulation of life, life, you know, we recognize it. It's entertaining. Oh, my God, look at that. But the zombified environments that are served up by neoliberalism once you are possessed by your own life, you are a revolutionary. Consumer society considers those of us who are living original lives to be, you know, wacky invaders or something. No. No, just living my life. Insist on living. And being possessed by your own life is much more interesting. It's much more, it's fascinating. Let's be possessed by the life we're living. By every breath, every thought, every heartbeat. The clever clever simulators, they'll be just left pleading, pleading with us. Please, purchase me buy me. No, no, I'd rather make it. I'd rather trade for it. I'd rather create it. I'd rather do without your unnecessary product and all the waste that you create. Among the waste you create CO2 and methane and all the greenhouse gases. Oh, the products watch my life. The products are jealous. Yeah, they want that that fake dazzle of theirs to to be mistaken by us. They want to fool us. No. How do we how do we anchor ourselves in our own lives? We find each other. I find your life, and you recognize my life, and I tell you that's your life. You do the same with me. We can help each other that way those hot little communities that we create now, with so much in the world going wrong, so much in the world, the strong men and the corrupted democracies, so much just can't be trusted in public life. We have to go to the earth and we have to find the earth inside ourselves. Amen. Earth alleluia. Good luck on that one. Come come talk to us at RevBilly.com. RevBilly at RevBilly.com is the email. We'd love to talk with you. Meanwhile, have a safe and wild week. Being so much yourself. Eartheluia.